Arsenal beat Manchester United 3-2 to secure their spot at the top of the Premier League. Newcastle and Manchester United take one step closer to the Carabao Cup final and it's curtains for Frankie Lampard. He has been sacked as Everton manager. This is the It's From A podcast, episode number 108. Let's have some fun. For all you regular listeners out there, apologies, there was no podcast last week. As you can probably tell from the past like two weeks or so, audio's been a bit of an issue. We've tried to resolve it. We think we've finally got there. Um, so hopefully this is you're listening to this and it's all sound. But obviously we did miss last week and we did try and predict some games. Uh, obviously it was a big derby weekend, Tottenham Arsenal, Manchester City, Man United, you know how it goes. In terms of points, Ryan, what did you get in the end? Uh, I got a total of nine points in the end. Nice. And I got a total of nine as well. No, you got 12. No, you got 12, didn't you? Aren't you at the bottom? I thought I was the bottom. No, 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 mate. That's why I was confused there. No, you got 12, I got nine. Oh, shit. I got 12. Bless. <laughs> yeah. You got 12, I got 9. Very well done. He's slowly catching up three points at a time, but he'll get there, maybe. Like we said, it is a marathon, not a sprint. That was a massive derby weekend, and bloody hell, we missed it. But there's no point dwelling on the past. We'll look at, well, we'll look forward of other things that happen in that week. Just quickly round it up, um, and then we'll talk about the actual football that we've all just watched, which is all fresh in your mind. So, from the previous week, Liverpool got through in the FA Cup replay. So, they're in the fourth round of the FA Cup, which is actually coming this weekend, I believe, isn't that? Yep, this weekend. Yep, so are Leeds. They also got through. Unfortunately, Chesterfield are out, and Boreham Wood are now out after the other day, I think. I can't remember who it was. Was did they play Stevenage who got like a last like um a win a winner in extra time? I have no idea. Ah. Well, on a week where we played FPL and a week where we didn't bloody record, we both triple captained someone. I ended up going for Rashford, Ryan went for Haaland, Rashford paid off for me in the end. Not too much, could have been better, but he did get thirty six points overall, and I think Haaland only got twenty six or twenty eight. Uh, he got 24, I'm pretty sure, so averaged at eight points overall. So, again, I think that's three seasons in a row of failed triple captaincy. Yeah, every year it just doesn't quite work out. Um, I guess everyone kind of wanted to triple captain Haaland for his hat-trick that we we're about to speak about in a moment. But first of all, we'll talk about the Saturday game, 12.30 kickoff. Never back the early kickoff because Liverpool and Chelsea, the mid-table clash... Ended in a boring nil-nil. Yep, nil-nil away at Anfield. To be honest, even this season, with the run of form we've been on, I will actually take that. A clean sheet. I think we well we had a, a goal ruled out, which I think was a little bit harsh, but offside is offside. But it was, uh, it was a bit of a strange one when we uh, looked at the lines. Um, but yeah, not to be. Only really promising thing came from this was obviously Mudrick coming on for his debut. Uh, about 30 minute spell that he got it looked sharp looked quick I think he's already clocked in the quickest sprint speed in the Premier League this season um, which is brilliant that's what we've, we've, we've lacked we, I mean we have pacey wingers but he seems to just you know be a little bit more direct than the ones that we have and just kept you know going forward with the ball rather than cutting back and stuff so 
we'll we'll look forward to to hopefully a full debut next Friday against Fulham for him in the Premier League. That is, um, because I think I think we got a week off because we are out of the FA Cup, um, like every competition, pretty much. Hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll wait and see then. But yeah, nil nil, no score, board draw, board win game as well. Um, and yeah, I don't think just don't just later that wasn't the audio. That was actually Ryan stuttering. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Just I'm, I was just panicking. Nil nil, we'll take it. Another draw from the weekend, starting off on the 3pm kickoff, was Bournemouth versus Forest. Forest have had a bit of form recently, actually turning it around, getting some good results. Uh, I think this they were undefeated in, well, I think this makes them undefeated in four getting this draw. Um, I think the best thing to come out of this game was the guy that got the assist. I think his name is pronounced Utara. Um, did you see, he was a brand new signing for Bournemouth. Did you see his signing photo? That shirt is clearly out of the packet. <laughs> That does not fit you, mate. All right, and someone has thought, yeah, that that works. Take the picture. Yeah, honestly, and it was just so like you had like all the lines creased on it from when you unfold a shirt out of the packet. It was poor. I think he was only like nineteen, twenty. Bless him. Probably doesn't even own a shirt when he's a footballer. Just pure yeah. tracksuit life. But um, Sam Surridge scored for Forest to get the equaliser late on, and he actually spent like. I think he was six years at Bournemouth, was part of the team that got him up to the Premier League last season, did sign, was one of the many players for signed for Forest. And um, yeah, he got the goal and he actually celebrated because when he came on, all the Bournemouth fans booed him. So fair play. Um, another Forest just keeps signing people though. They've signed Chris Wood off Newcastle. Thank God we got him off the books, but oh, they got another player. Yeah, I was a bit surprised about that. It was there wasn't too much coverage of it. Obviously, when you signed Chris Wood, didn't you pay like thirty million or something dumb for him off of Burnley? So he paid twenty five mil. Um, it was his like release clause, but I, at the time I defended it because you know we signed him off a rival, a like relegation battle rival at the time. Uh, we needed a backup striker. He holds the ball up very well, which is what we like to do, boot it forward. We obviously didn't know the kind of football Eddie would want to play at that time. Um, See, so yeah, I, I defended it, but it, he he don't fit. We need to get rid. Next up, we had Leicester versus Brighton. Brighton in a hot run of form at the moment. Leicester, since the World Cup, have not got off to the best starts. But they did manage to fight back here. Um, They went down. No, they didn't. They went down first of all. And then scored two goals. And then Evan Ferguson, this Irish lad's popped up out of nowhere, like every bloody Brighton player does, and ended 2 all. Great result for Leicester, but they could be feel a bit. But they could feel pretty shit after that. After going two one up. Yeah, I, I think so. But one thing with Brighton is, anytime someone leaves, it's, it's like someone straight in. This Matoma guy looks unbelievable. Um, we've seen obviously glimpses of them before in the past, but like I think some director of football, someone at Brighton said, you know, if we lose these players, it's not a problem. We have replacements ready and waiting to go, and that's exactly what it is. Trossard out, Mitoma's come in on the left, which is probably more Trossard sort of side, and yeah, he's taken to like duck to water. Honestly, that goal, the way he cut in and then absolutely curled it top bins was beautiful. beautiful. I actually saw like a really good tweet um, uh, from uh, from Footy Accumulators saying, so I've just found it here. Brighton have agreed a £4 million deal with AIK for 19-year-old midfielder Yasin Ayari. Never heard of the lad, but fully expect to see him tearing up the Premier League within two years. Yeah, probably at Chelsea for like £70 million. We've got links to Caicedo as well now. 
Um, oh, yeah. So God knows how much that will be, but it's all to do around FP, um, FFP. Uh, and I know Arsenal and Liverpool interest him as well. But no, 2-2 for Brighton. Um, not a bad result for them. Draw on the road. Leicester can sometimes turn it on. Um, yeah. Now we're going to talk about the relegation clashes at the moment. Now, the first one isn't two relegation teams. It's just one. Southampton were bottom of the league before this game. And they are still bottom of the league. Uh, they lost 1-0 to Villa. However, they were very, very good in this game, Southampton. And they were they picked up a bit of form. James Ward-Prowse scored two goals against Everton. Uh, that was a massive relegation clash. Um, and they did lose. But... Well, they did win, sorry, Southampton. It was Everton that lost, but they did lose here to Villa. And I'll tell you what, Unai Emery doing some decent bits at Villa at the moment. Do you think Villa have sort of gone a bit just sort of quiet, sort of not in the relegation battle, but just above sort of is how I see Villa at the moment? I don't know. They are they are in 11th. Is Villa 11th? As high as that? Okay. Yeah, they're they in eleventh, and they are currently eleven points off of relegation. So they've okay. definitely picked up a bit of form. They've got some decent results recently. Obviously, look, this is Southampton who are bottom of the league, so they should be winning it, especially with the players they've got. Brendia is really coming into his own. Ollie Watkins is it a bit of form? They have sold Danny Ings to a team we'll speak about next, um, but. I, I don't know. I, I think he's really changed it there because um, they look well. They got rid of Gerard because they were doing really, really bad. So I think they've, they've made, looks like they made the right call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems it was not really working for Gerard. So in comes Emery. And as we just mentioned, West Ham there. Well, I say we mentioned West Ham. We actually mentioned Danny Ings, and I know probably David Moyes wanted some signings. I didn't think he meant sign Ings, um, but he has done. Fuck. And. I mean, it worked out, right? He came on as a sub in this game, but West Ham versus Everton, uh, relegation clash at the moment. And Jared Bowen, on the week he announces he's having twins, he goes and scores two goals. Yeah, it's a, it a huge performance by him. And this was... I was actually fortunate enough to be at this game as well. Um, so, London Stadium is... Well, it's, it's a really, really nice stadium. I do see what the fans mean about how far away you can be from the pitch. Like we was, we was, we were really, really close. But you can, you can tell like from certain other areas of the of the stadium, you are gonna be far from any yeah. action. Um, and yeah, it was a cold Saturday, three o'clock kickoff under the lights. Um, to be fair, I thought Everton controlled the ball quite well in the middle, but going forward, my God, they were trying to run everything through Demari Gray, and it just wasn't working. He's so hard, and Calvert Lewin's just isolated up top. But West Ham, they played they played okay football. They didn't play great, but they you know they created the the chances and they they took them both in the first half straight away. Well, just they took them both in the first half, and then in the second half they came out and they did have uh, a couple chances. Obviously, Iwobi hit the post as well for Everton. Um, but yeah, just not Everton's day. And the banners came out around seventy-five minutes, and then as soon as the full-time whistle went, they were all they were all there. And half the Everton players straight down the tunnel, uh, which was awful. I think even Jordan Pickford, who I believe is their captain, um, he went straight down the tunnel as well. Uh, so just not not the uh, best day at the office for for Everton. And well, I guess not Frank Lampard anymore. Yes, yeah, not even his office anymore because he did get the boot after the game. I do feel sorry for him because 
this goes further than the manager and the players. Um, Everton have been on a downward spiral for years now. You look at the managers and the calibre of managers they've brought in. Roberto Martinez, Ronald Koeman, uh, um, what's the, who am I thinking? Carlo Ancelotti. All these managers who have got a very good pedigree and have gone on to do good things. Like, as soon as Carlo Ancelotti left Everton, he won the Champions League. Like, that, it, it's, it's baffling. And their transfer policy is awful. Um, it runs deeper than Frank Lampard, but they had to get rid of him. There is um, what there's reports of Marcelo Bielsa going there, which don't get me wrong, it'd be fun to watch, but that is just not the right move for them. Um, get Sean Dyche in, boys. Get him in. Yeah, I can see Sean Dyche at Everton. Um, I think before the West Ham Everton game, it was a case of whoever loses today is going to be sacked. Um, I think Moyes there with that win has done himself a big favour. Uh, but yeah, I can see Sean Dyche going to Everton. Yep, and when we started the game or the day on the day on a nil-nil draw, uh, we finished the Saturday on a nil-nil draw. This time, my team, Palace versus Newcastle United. Unfortunately, the 5:30 kickoff was a nil-nil draw. Uh, end-to-end game, really. A lot of half chances, bit sloppy. We. This look, in the past four games before this game, we'd scored one goal, um, three nil-nil draws and a one-nil win. So we're not scoring a lot compared to what we did at the start of the season, but we're also not conceding. So I'll take that. And, you know, with a man that's had nothing to do all game in Nick Pope, he pulled out an absolutely wonderful save. Uh, it was genuinely so good. And it's games like that, or like saves like that, that win win you matches or just keep you in it and draw. And look, I'll take it. A nil-nil draw, undefeated in 10. I think it's like 10 clean sheets. I think it's 10 clean sheets, sorry, and undefeated in 15. Yeah, it's crazy. I know Pope's had 19 shots faced and he saved 19 shots. Like, uh, clean sheets galore as well for you. Like, your defensive record is off the scale. Yeah. Unreal. Best defence in the league currently. Uh, I saw a tweet the other day um, and it was like, oh, the best centre-back partnership at the moment is, uh, someone said, Thiago Silva and Koulibaly. And I was like, look, I understand, look, they are fantastic names. But when you look at the goals they're conceding and you look at Fabian Scher and Sven Botman, who have not conceded like more than 11 goals this season in the league, in the Premier League as well, and we've played some big teams... Nah, I'm not having it, boys. I'm not having it. So let's move on to the Sunday. We ended Saturday on a nil-nil draw. Let's just get rid of this one. Leeds versus Brentford, nil-nil. I'll be honest, I haven't even watched the highlights. I don't know what happened because there probably bloody was none. Yeah, bang on, nil-nil. We'll move on to the... the is, it, is this the last game that we've got left? The Sunday No, you've got Man City Wolves and then Arsenal okay. United. Right, Man City Wolves, Man City Bad Wolves, 3-0 Haaland decides to turn up the week after I triple captain him. Uh, so good luck to him. Um, and then, yeah, I guess that puts the pressure back on Arsenal from City's perspective, who did play Manchester United in the 4.30 at the Emirates. And, yeah, this was uh, this was a proper game of football. Mate, game of the season, straight uh, so far. Unreal game this was. Yeah, it probably, it probably was. It probably was. It was so good. So good, but so bad at the same time. Yeah. Well, this this was weird for me because 
watching Arsenal versus Man United and knowing that what happens affects Newcastle is the weirdest feeling. I've not had this for so long. Ever? Uh, obviously, You've never had it? Well, probably back in the day. when yeah, Wait, I'd love it if we beat them. We were challenging for titles. You were in diapers then. <laughs> I was. To be fair, it was the year I was born, so God knows. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, what, a, what an absolutely unreal game this was. Um Fantastic from the boys uh, of Arsenal. I don't know why I was saying the boys like they're my friends. I fucking don't know them, but mm. genuinely. Um, but that man Rashford, mate, what a goal! Nutmegged uh, Thomas Party. Thomas Party, twenty-one yeah. yards out, and it was Kylian Mbappe like the way he struck that. Like it was, it was a beautiful strike into the bottom corner. At first, I thought Ramsdale's got to do better there, but I don't think he can. Nah, nah no chance. of power behind that, and the placement is just so perfect on the strike uh, like you said like sent Thomas Party back to uh, Atletico with that one um, and then obviously Eddie Nketiah levels it up just on half time to make it one all uh, and then sort of so early on into the second half Saka picks up the ball who ran short ragged in this game he didn't have a sniff and smashes one again perfectly placed into the into the corner of that goal and it makes it 2-1 to, to Arsenal and then obviously it's quite a frantic game. It's like back and forth, back and forth, and the atmosphere was rocking. And uh, Emmy Martin, not Emmy Martinez. What, how, what's Martinez? Lissandro Martinez. Emmy Martinez is the uh, no. Well, to be fair, I wouldn't put it past him scoring a header. Uh, but Lissandro Martinez, sorry, uh, scoops the ball over Ramsdale, who I thought should have done a little bit better from the corner to begin with. And Gabriel can't really clear it off the line. It does make it two apiece. And then just give me flashbacks of Henri when he scored the last-minute goal against yeah. Man United all them years ago at the Emirates. Ball Number comes 14 across. as well. Yeah, ball comes across late on into the game. Zinchenko takes a deflection over into the path of Nketiah, who I guess sort of like just prods it past David De Gea and helps it on even more from from the shot, I think from Odegaard or whoever it was. And watching it, I thought, yeah that's going to be offside. There's no way he's on there. And I think half the crowd felt the same as well. Um, but Christ, the the roar and the cheer when the referee confirmed it was a goal and it was 3-2 late on. I was... I'll be honest, I'm absolutely... I'm praying at this point for Arsenal's downfall. I just... I'm, I'm done with it. Oh, mate. I'd, I've got I've got quite a few Arsenal friends. So I'm enjoying watching them hap- their happiness, to be fair. I'd... that's the, no, I'm happy for them. Like, I have three close friends that are all Arsenal, and I'm happy for them. But at the same time, I'm not. But at the same time, I'm happy for them and not Arsenal's fan base. Yeah. No, to be fair, I do know what you mean. But, yeah, it was just such a great game of football, too. Like really big teams in form at the moment, just going toe to toe the whole way. Um, and this is a fantastic spell for Arsenal. You look at the four games they've just had. They played Brighton and won four two. They drew nil nil to Newcastle. Uh, they beat Tottenham two nil, and now they've beat Man United three two. They're finding answers to games that probably they weren't. They wouldn't have had the answers last season. It's a cliche saying. But this is the sort of stuff of champions. Like, this is what champions do. They've still got a long way to go, don't get me wrong. And Man City, I still don't feel, have turned it on yet. Like, they they bloody benched um, De Bruyne. 
they're benching bloody Diaz, Laporte, Cancelo, Walker. All these players, Foden as well. Like, I, I don't think they've quite turned it on yet, and they will turn it on. Um, but it's going to be a hell of a title race. And Arsenal, right now, seem to be doing brilliantly. And it's mainly because of Zinchenko and Erdegaard. Fantastic, fantastic technical players, in my opinion. And in the final game to talk about, Monday Night Football, Fulham at home to Spurs. Um, Fulham off the back of a 1-0 loss to Newcastle, you know what I'm saying? Um, but obviously Spurs off the back of a 2-0 loss to Arsenal. But Harry Kane turned up. He surpassed Jimmy Greaves's Tottenham record for goals for Tottenham. He was... Actually, I don't want to say how many because I might be wrong. Is it 166? Wrong. But wherever it was, was it? Is it 266? It, I think it's 166. 166. I, I thought 266 at first. I went, no, that can't so, be right because that's baffling. Record, yeah. yeah, 166 goals. So he's surpassed Jimmy Greaves's record. He's now the uh, record goal scorer for Tottenham. Uh, potentially could be signing a new deal. Whether he does that, I don't know. I don't think he should, but that's whole a whole other thing. But he does get a beautiful curled shot past Burn Leno. 1-0 win for Tottenham. Hit and miss for them. They always are. That's bloody Spurs for you. Yeah, and then just before we round up on the Carabao Cup fixtures, we obviously can talk about FPL for this game week fixtures. Um, the average being a 65, uh, I managed to have quite a solid weekend actually, I managed to finish quite nicely on 84, uh, big shout out to Johnny Stones and Kepa Arizabalaga, who I guess at the moment, because everyone seems to have the exact same team and were my only sort of two differentials who actually got quite a lot of points as well, so yeah, 84 points for this week, um, yourself? I got 87 this week, nice. um, yeah, did all right. Captain Harland, uh, Rashford. I put Mares in this week, um, and yeah, it paid dividends. I also put. I've got Perisic in. They're probably my differentials. Not everyone has Perisic or Mares. Um, I think Almron's gonna have to come out very, very soon. Actually, I think I might have already taken him out. You know, who've what have I done this week? No, I've kept him in. Oh, I put um, I put Luke Shaw in for per- uh, not Perisic, Kula Bali. So. Because he's got a double game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to load up on Man United players. I've got Rashford, Shaw and Bruno who will be entering the team. So three United players on the double game week. Sad that I don't still have my triple captain because that would have definitely gone on Rashford for this week. Um, but that is just the, the look of the draw. That's how FPL is. Um, so yeah, we'll see how we go this weekend. Well, actually not this weekend. Next weekend. And then the final bit of uh, football in action to talk about. Obviously, we've got the FA Cup fourth round this weekend. Uh, some big fixtures there. You've got Manchester City versus Arsenal on the Friday night. That's going to be a really big game. Um, look forward to watching that. But Carabao Cup, boys and girls, the first leg has been played. And both Newcastle and Man U have won. Newcastle played bottom of the league Southampton and won 1-0 on Tuesday night. Absolutely buzzing. Uh, we couldn't hit a barn door most of the game, I will be honest. Joel Linton scuffed two massive <laughs> shots. We had a goal disallowed. But then Joel Linton, he did turn up for us. And Isaac down that wing, fantastic play. Cuts it across, open net for Joel Linton. After missing an open net about 20 minutes earlier, did put this one away. 
Uh, and then, yeah, straight away, Adam Armstrong, ex-Newcastle player, did score, but it come off of his hand, and the goal got disallowed, and we win 1-0. Yeah, I think the highlight of this game was Jacob Murphy uh, waving off Myman after he got his second yellow. Pretty savage, and to be fair, fair play to the Southampton centre-back, because he, it was right in front of him, and I'm surprised he didn't react, because that was proper muggy. Yeah, man, I'll be honest, I have said some shit about Jacob Murphy over the past couple of weeks, especially after our exit in the FA Cup against Sheffield Wednesday, but extend his contract by another year, because that is my bloody guy. What? Yeah, I said get out of the club, extend him, give him the keys to the city. To be fair, Jacob Murphy is a Newcastle fan. Um, Like, growing up, he's always said he's been a Newcastle fan. Um, So, yeah, fingers crossed. I don't know what I'm saying, fingers crossed. I still don't like him. I think he's a terrible footballer, championship player. But for that, mate, keys to the city. Have whatever you want. Well, yeah, like you said, Man U winning 3-0 away to Forest. That's basically them booked to uh, to go to Wembley for the, the Carabao Cup final. Um, I wouldn't completely write off Southampton yet, but obviously you have a 1-0 lead. They have a player suspended. You are at home in the next game. You know what's at stake to get to Wembley. You'll probably park the bus... Nil-nil, maybe. We haven't lost at home in over a year, so that's massively yeah, on our side. No, you, I think, yeah. Uh, well, I do hope for for your sake you you do get uh, to Wembley uh, in a final against Manchester United. This that card, Newcastle versus Manchester United, a cup final. That's that is proper old school. Yeah, man. And I'll be doing everything I can to go to this game. Like, I will sell a kidney if yeah, I have mate, to. Yeah, I will, I will try and accompany you. So, yeah, bit of a short episode this week. Uh, again, apologies, no episode last week. Appreciate you coming back and listening to it this week. Um, FA Cup fourth round this weekend. Not as exciting as the third round, but will still be very, very good nonetheless. And we look forward to talking about it next week. You know where to find us by now. It's footballday underscore on Instagram and Twitter. If you do go and follow us, we do let you know of any problems that we have uh, when we don't upload. But hopefully, this won't be happening again. And it's footballday XI on Facebook. Cheers for listening. And as always, we will. See you next time. Down. That's a-